Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Welcome to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and it's a pleasure for you to join me this Sunday. And today I have a very important guest and an interesting guest. Um, Reverend Linda Baldwin is with me, and this is uh, really exciting because not only is she uh, a friend, a patient, we are uh, in the process of co-authoring a book called Embracing Vision Loss with Spiritual Insight. So Reverend Baldwin, thank you so much for joining us on Healthy Vision. Thank you for that introduction. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, so I guess we go way back. Um, you first consulted me. Uh, was that the 2005? Boy, time barely yes, flies. Yes, it was. I, yeah, I think so. Back yeah. Longer than 15 years. Yeah. And so part of, uh, I, I guess part of your journey uh, was that you were uh, faced with a horrific problem. You were losing your vision. You were going blind. And yes. you were searching, searching for answers. And the fact that, uh, you know, you're a minister yes. uh, and believing in the guidance of God and, you know, the spiritual influence of disease uh, was an interesting journey. So I wonder if you could uh, begin by just reflecting a little bit about that time back in 2005. It, it was both a a scary time and an enlightening time, and that's often how it works out, that when you're determined you're not going to, to go with a diagnosis from the ophthalmologist that was close by where my church was, said I was going blind, that there would be nothing that I could do about it. And my my response back to him was, you want to bet. I almost couldn't help myself. You want to bet. And... and at that point, then I began to search, and I knew that, that there had to be someone out there who had more knowledge that, that didn't go along with this, 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 this kind of negative uh, diagnosis, that there had to be a way to heal. I found you online, and, and as so often happens when I was going through names of, of specialists, your name popped out like it was a neon sign or lighting that would, attracted my attention, and I called you. And, and I thought sometimes our searches pay off, whether it's, it's we, we are guided by God's spirit. I think I was, uh, however you feel that you're guided, um, that somebody is giving you that kind of, of unusual or mystical kind of support. I found you that way. And at that point in time, I uh, I began to get some answers to vision. Well, you know, learn more about vision than I had learned before, that I even thought about before. That is much more than we think it is. Well, you bring out a couple of really good points. Uh, number one, uh, the fact that so many traditional doctors take away your hope. You know, yes, they do. The fact that this doctor told you nothing can be done, prepare mm -hmm. for blindness. And, and, That's and, right. And sometimes 
those words alone uh, are, are the causative factor for a decline in vision, decline in your health. Oh, because, gosh, yeah. I mean, as long as there's hope, uh, we have the, the will to live, the will to grow, the will to survive. But when hope is taken away, there's very, some very, very serious consequences. And Oh, you, yes. Don't mean to interrupt you, but that that is the essence of healing and and being sort of in charge of your own health is that when you you do hear, hear that verdict, there's nothing you'll be able to do about it. So don't think you, that there is anything. You just go okay. Some people say fine, I'm going to go blind, but I did not say that. Um, I knew that there was hope out there, or at least I wanted there to be hope out there. And that in itself causes healing within the body because the body does heal when you give it a chance. And of course, you know, being a minister, you kind of um, put your trust in a higher spirit, in the Lord, that whatever is happening to you is maybe a lesson to be learned in life or uh, maybe it's uh, some type of process you have to go through in order to uh, maybe achieve a higher consciousness or to kind of evolve as a as a as a human being um well said so um in your your particular situation i think that's where we really resonated because i think you were shocked when you met me because i'm not like your traditional eye doctor (laughs) no you're not uh and i (laughs) i believe i believe in you know, three aspects of, uh, of the human body, uh, the, the mental, emotional, and the physical. So when somebody comes to me with a physical problem of losing their vision, I really need to look at the emotional and mental aspects. And oftentimes, there are mental and emotional reasons for the, the visual loss. And in homeopathy, when we look at that triad, and we look at all aspects of the human being, uh, and we can put put all those features together. I think that's when we really can help someone in terms of of healing, and and it's my goal is to you know restore their their lost vision, maybe not bring their vision back to the level it was when they were in their twenties and they had perfect vision, but at least bring it back to a point where yes. you know they can function and may i add that i think you were guided by the spirit that's how i felt about it that 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 was guiding your intention to awaken the mental and and the uh, physical and those three aspects w- where the body can then begin to 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 heal itself you were guided by the spiritual aspect because i don't think i would have found you otherwise i i think that was um, when, when I sort of plugged in my request to help me find somebody who will agree with that, that that the body can heal, that it doesn't have to have a negative incentive uh, to make us give up kind of thing. That's I think you were guided by that. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I feel that I like to give patients hope and optimism. You know, be optimistic, plan for a miracle. Miracles happen all the time. And no matter what you have been told about your health or your vision, things can be done. 
And sometimes it's just the simplest thing. You don't need to go through a lot of medication, surgery, and, and different no. therapies just to change in your perception. You, in fact, you, the, one of the first things that you said, and you may remember this to me, was that 90% of this is your attitude. Do you remember saying that? Yep, I remember. And I kept that in my mind all the time. That it's, you have to have a positive attitude or you'll give up. But that's what you said. 90% of this is your attitude, positive attitude. Yeah, because when you do um, shift and develop and, and form that positive attitude, uh, certain physiological things take place in, in your body. I mean, it's well known. Uh, scientists have studied the autonomic nervous system. And when you're under stress and you're despondent and you don't have hope, certain physiological things take place. And many times those physiological things will prevent the body from healing. And that is just a, a catastrophe to occur. Yes, it is. But you also have to have what else you offered, your expertise, your experience. What you came from, Western medicine, um, you came from a successful eye surgery practice. You, you weren't just a snake oil salesman type um, physician. You had experience in that in uh, another realm that I had just come from. Plus, you have been uh, born again, if you want to say it that way, through homeopathy. That's why. I, I said to you, I think the Spirit was guiding you also, that, that you had tools that worked, and I could see that. I, just for you to, to have said to me, and 90% of it is positive attitude, and that's it, that wouldn't have, yes, it would work, but you also provided other means that, that were tried and true and proven, and that you were working on making them um, more tried and true and proven where, where they healed your patients and healed me in particular. Would you agree with that? Yep, I agree 100%. We're coming up to a break right now on Healthy Vision. With me is uh, Reverend Linda Baldwin. And we come back, uh, Linda, I wonder if, if you could share with us your journey on how you became a minister. And after you give oh. your story, I'll share oh. my experiences on how I was transformed from traditional Western medicine into uh, the homeopathic approach. So we'll be right back after this break. Okay, welcome back to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Condrod, and with me is Reverend Linda Baldwin. So as I promised the listeners, Reverend Baldwin, you're going to share your story on how you were led to become a minister. And uh, also maybe let's talk a little bit about how we plan to work together to help so many people who are suffering with vision loss. Okay, this is so exciting. I started thinking about helping others when I was in grade school. Maybe I was born with this idea. I don't know. Uh, you call it a call. I was called to it uh, to think about how I could help other people, and it came to me early on, and in my grade school years and in high school that I would be a minister and that all my experiences kind of funneled into that expectation or that plan for my life 
and eventually everybody around me, including my parents and the, the, the people that I went to church with and the ministers, and, and then my professors knew that that was my plan. And, and of course, um, as, I, as I got closer to that realization, as so often happens, I was diverted into other areas of life where I, I can think about it now as gaining much more experience in how to help people, because I think I had said all along, please, Lord, don't don't let me be a minister with no ability to help others. That is, I, I need my heart to be trained. I need my mind to be trained. I need to know about life and what people suffer and what they go through. I think that was a, almost a, a constant prayer of mine. So I was diverted for a number of years from that from that plan of mine that I thought was firm with various and different ways that I led my life, um, ended up have, getting married and having two children who are now grown men with their own families. But I still didn't lose that call to be a minister. And eventually I did uh, go back to seminary and I got my uh, degree and was ordained and had some churches and always with the intention of seeing how much I could help others with losses, always with losses, with great losses. And then in the midst of all of this, I, I began to lose my eyesight. and was directed by a favorite elder of mine to please see, go see the eye doctor, something's wrong with your vision. And that's so ironic to me that when you're trying to help others find their way that you, you also are beginning to not be able to see your way that clearly. And I did follow that that urging from this elder to take care of yourself because I'm always taking care of other people. So the lesson is that you can't just totally give your life to other people without being concerned about your own sense of loss. And as Dr. Contrat said to me in one of our first uh, times of, of, uh, in his office, where I actually went to Phoenix to, to visit his office, he, he said, what aren't you seeing? What aren't you seeing? And the book that we are writing kind of focuses on that. It centers around that. What aren't you seeing that causes you not to actually not physically see? Now, all the time you have to realize that, that maybe you're losing your physical sense, your sight, um, your ability to function on that level. There's still that, that keen ability to be spiritually directed in spite of it all. And in some ways you can say that you could even see better on that realm. So my journey takes me into that that physical kind of uh, barrier, the the loss of vision to to even a keener way to see uh, spiritually, which then, right when I was at the point where I was thinking, what am I going to do with everything that I've learned on this this uh, plane where where I've been a minister and helping others, and um, what am I going to do with all of that? Doctor Contrat calls, so you can say through through all of your journey, if if you know that that you have a, a primary purpose in life, which is to help others, and at one point when you're running into obstacle like I was, um, this call from Dr. Contract came and he said, would you like to co-author a book with me about the spiritual aspect of vision loss? 
then I knew that that my spiritual eye uh, or sense of being was still doing uh, was alive and well, if you want to say it that way. Even though I had suffered uh, this physical impairment that was also being healed, so it all works together. I think that's what my journey has taught me, that it all works together. Every aspect of ourselves, when we dedicated ourselves to a purpose, whatever it is, doesn't have to be just because you're a minister or a physician like Dr. Contrad is, that you're still being directed to, to find the best form of healing for who and what you are. Well, I think our that's- stories uh, uh, kind of parallel uh, each other. You know, I was that successful eye surgeon, and I thought I had all the skills to correct and treat any ophthalmic disorder with surgery or with injections or laser. And then um, I began to see more and more patients who had chronic eye disease that I really couldn't offer a good solution outside of just asking them to come back in six months and let me check and see if there's been any change. But I was I was kind of frustrated. And at that time, I developed severe adult-onset asthma, which really set me back. I was on three medications, had major side effects with the medications, and developed a tremor, and it just really turned my ophthalmic surgical career, career upside down. I could still operate, but I had to take a fourth medication to help reduce the tremor, but that medication made my asthma worse, and that was my life. But I kind of stepped back and began to reflect on, you know, what can I do to treat the asthma? What is the lesson of the asthma? And that's when I discovered homeopathy. And homeopathy uh, looks completely different at diseases. Uh, It believes that the body has a wisdom. And if you do believe that the body is made in the likeness of God, then our body has a wisdom. When we have a disease or a problem, it's because it's needed, and it's needed to maintain balance. So when you do have a visual loss, it is because your body needs to have that balance in your life. Um, for example, you know, macular degeneration is very common. Elderly people begin to lose their central vision. Now, I'm beginning to get in that age category of an elderly person. I'm 67, I feel like I'm 20, and I'd like to look like I'm 20, but when I look in the mirror, I see that old guy. And maybe my body, in order to maintain balance, is going to blur my central vision so I look younger. And then my wife looks great, everything around me. So part of the problem is maybe I don't want to see myself aging. So then I'm developing that changes in the central vision. But to get back to my story, one homeopathic remedy cured me of my asthma. And the way it was cured is, was not only looking at the physical symptoms, but looking at the mental and emotional symptoms that were taking place at that time. So that became a fascination with me. Now I could look at eye diseases in a completely different manner, not just the physical fact of losing vision or developing a cataract or developing glaucoma or whatever. There's also an associated emotion involved in a mental state. And if you really understand that, then 
you know, you, you have a chance to cure the condition, you know, not palliating or just improving the vision, but actually curing. And that's what I love about homeopathy. Uh, there's the, the actual potential to cure the disease. So I am just so delighted, Reverend Baldwin, that we're putting together this book, Embracing Vision Loss with Spiritual Insight, because this book is we're going to help people kind of reflect back on maybe trying to understand uh, the reasons why they're having visual loss, maybe what in their life uh, they're not wanting to see or what in their life they're trying to avoid. And I don't want to make it sound simplistic uh, because sometimes it's, it's deeper and, and, and much more complicated. But I think this approach really enables uh, me as a physician and as a homeopathic doctor to really help people, you know, with vision loss. And uh, I think you're going to be a key instrument in this whole process because I'm hoping that you and I can network and you can do some counseling with people. So we're coming up to another break and when we come back, I'm going to put the ball in your court and maybe you could talk a little bit about how you feel that understanding or utilizing the spiritual insight can help people with vision loss. So we'll be right back after this break. Okay, we're back. Healthy Vision here and with me is Reverend Baldwin. So Reverend Baldwin, let's talk a little bit about uh, your experiences in improving your vision and how you feel that you personally can help people with vision loss and also how uh, our book, Embracing Vision Loss with Spiritual Insight, can help folks. I see this as a coordinating effort, that it works both ways. We are not just in charge of helping other people, I mean, taking charge of other people's lives. I saw that in the ministry, that unless you can make some strong um cooperative efforts between whoever you're trying to influence, whether it's an individual or a congregation of people. It has to be a cooperative effort, that you coordinate that effort. And, and then when, when you are able to share your own insights, like in my case, spiritual insights, then that encourages the people that I've tried to work with to, to share what they do best or what they know best or what they need in life. So I see this, how we have worked together since the time I found you online, when your name just literally popped out at me, that through what you have already told us about your journey, that it coordinated well with my journey up to that point, where we could share our experiences and then meld or bring together what we do best my spiritual insights, my need, okay, the two spiritual insights and need, and, and your own journey and what you had gone through and your expertise kind of met there in the middle, and we could then benefit. I think it's a, both people benefit. It's just not the patient that benefits, like in my case. I benefited because you also had benefited from your own journey, and we met at that very important uh, position or a journey spot in life 
where you could easily share with me what you knew best, and I could open up to to receiving that, but I also could fortify what you knew best um, because my body responded. And, and I think that's so exciting that that's why when I wrote my share of the book, I was so inspired by the journey I had already taken and what I had learned and how it culminated in, in the meeting when we met uh, with our experiences and with our expertise, that we could put this together and believe it's true. I think that's the essence of healing is that we believe it's true, that our bodies can heal, that they have the potential to heal, and that we open up to it. I, I draw this analogy in, in my part of the book, where when I get up to preach, I open up to the spirits working within me, and, and it's like... It just goes where it wants to go. It's not disorganized. That's the beauty of this. It, it is not a disorganized effort. It knows exactly where it's going. And as as I would preach, it, the words seemed to go where they were supposed to go and touch the people they were supposed to touch, and maybe they would be healed or they would be turned on to, to a, a certain kind of truth. And in essence, they their spirits would heal in a certain way, which would encourage... Uh, other kinds of healings, this is how I see the body healing and working together. But you have to work together to do that. And as the body is able to do what it does best because it's encouraged by expertises of, or the experiences or the needs, then it takes over. It does its thing. And you stand back and, and are in absolute wonder at how this works that you become an instrument. So I found through this whole process of, of beginning, I found this to be true, let's say it this way, when I started to work with Dr. Contra, that the body can do this. So as you, you understand that the body can do this, then you're more sure that the spirit can lead the way. At least in my case, I feel that that's true. It's just so exciting. It, it's a process that can lead to total healing, um, but as you age, as Dr. Contra just mentioned, um, you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, wow, I'm no longer 17 years old. I am aging. There's a part of you that never ages. And that's the encouragement that we have here, that we can keep getting better and better though our body ages. And who knows, maybe someday it won't age. I, I like to think out of the box every now and then and think of infinite possibilities. And that's what this journey has taught me. Well, let me ask you a question. What advice uh, can you give individuals who are losing their vision? Uh, maybe a spiritual tip or a spiritual insight um, that can help them. Remember that, to remember, if they've listened to our words at all, that there is a positive always there's always positive reinforcement around you just look for it maybe listen for it um i hate to say it this way but shut out any negative of comments that well i didn't shut out my ophthalmologist comment when he said you're going to go blind i remembered it but i didn't allow it to take over don't allow those negative comments to take over know that your body can heal and surround yourself with positives, um, whether it's 
person like Dr. Contrat or person like I am who has gone through the experiences that I have, they'll pop out at you. They'll just come your way. I tell you that that's the truth. When you're looking for that kind of positive reinforcement, it will be there. Mm. What, what do you think? Well, I think that you're right. <clears throat> you really need support uh, during the healing process. And it's so important to to block the negative energy uh, and to, you know, understand that there is a potential for miracles and a potential for cure. And that's why I'm really excited that you are going to be having uh, uh, a more important role in my practice of restoring lost vision in terms of functioning as a counselor or a spiritual advisor, uh, where you'll be able to talk to patients who are maybe confused and maybe have lost direction with their life. And maybe that's why uh, you know, they're having trouble with their vision. If you lose direction, oh, you yeah. can't navigate. So your your vision declines because it's a loss of direction. And um, so this book will be a nice introduction for people to then maybe to understand our philosophy and our approach, but at least they'll have the opportunity if they want to take it one step further to uh, do a consultation with you and to go through some type of a process. And now with modern technology, it's so easy to do this over the telephone or Skype and to have that communication in handholding uh, online. So I think that, you know, you are going to function as a, a very, very important adjunctive treatment in my practice. I'm not saying that everybody needs spiritual counseling, but, you know, some people, they, they could benefit they could benefit uh, from that extra help and the guidance that I think you'll give them. Thank you. So it's important for us that, you know, we hear from the listening audience. So if you do have a question or if uh, you'd like to contribute something to the book, um, you know, email me at info at healing the eye and that'll go to both Reverend Baldwin and myself. That's info at Healing the Eye. Or you can call the office at um, 800-430-9328 and uh, leave us a message. But we're in the process of writing this book. It's I'd say it's about three quarters uh, completed. We're doing some final editing, but we would like to have this uh, be a community project. So I'm going we're both going to be sharing stories and we're coming up to another break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about my adventure. When I did the Camino de Santiago, which was a spiritual pilgrimage, uh, my wife and I, we did this journey over 500 miles walking in Northern Spain. It's a very wow. sacred pilgrimage. And it had a time, this was a time for us to uh, reflect on the direction of our life and also reflect on additional ways that we could help people who are suffering from vision vision loss. So we're going to Can talk... Can I say one more thing before sure. you... Okay. One of the most important things is that you learn how to, to, to be self-sufficient, but not completely independent of what we've been talking about. Our effort is not to make you dependent upon us for every word every thought every idea but it's to help you get strong within your own 
Exactly. Me. You know, listen, listen to your own body. Your body is talking. You have a higher consciousness that's talking, and that's what you have to listen to. So mm-hmm. right. we'll be right back after this break. Okay, we're back. Uh, Dr. Edward Conrad, Healthy Vision with Reverend Linda Baldwin. And I wanted to share with the listeners uh, my journey on the Camino de Santiago. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. This is a 500-mile pilgrimage that my wife and I did. And if you're interested in learning more about this, there was a movie called The Way starring Martin Sheen. And there's an excellent book written called The Field of Stars by Father Kevin Codd. And he talks about the mysticism of the Camino. And the Camino does change your life because it's a journey where you meet other pilgrims and everyone is doing the Camino for a reason. And it's said that whatever reason you begin the Camino, you'll have a different reason when you end. Uh, So it's a very powerful experience walking every day, um, being self-sufficient. You know, you essentially carry all your belongings. So uh, it's, you know, freeing your life. The, the The more things that you have, the more burdens you have in your life, Uh, the harder it is to do the Camino. So essentially I traveled with, you know, one, one change of clothes and a windbreaker and had a very light backpack. And, um, Father Kevin Codd told me that, uh, the, the less you have on the Camino, the more you'll receive. And we kind of hear this, these aphorisms and sayings in our life, you know, that the, the universe will, um, supply you with everything that you need and you kind of find that out on the Camino but the interesting part of the Camino was that you meet these spiritual sites where miracles occur where people who were blind uh, regained their vision cripples were able to walk all along the way you see these amazing sites that miracles happen and you really kind of fills your 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 life and your body with the, the the idea that you know miracles miracles can happen. So there's a tradition that pilgrims who can't um, walk the Camino will write their petition or prayers. So a pilgrim will carry their petitions and prayers and read them uh, along the way on the Camino. So that's exactly what my wife and I did. I sent an email out to all my patients and told them I'm doing the Camino. And if you'd like me to carry a prayer, uh, you know, send it to me. And that's what we did. My secretary typed up all these prayers and petitions. And every evening I would go through the list and and read them on the Camino. So the results were really interesting. Uh, The miracles occurred in my practice, you know, Patients uh, regained their vision. I can remember this one lady. She said, you know, my my father is uh, crippled and he can't walk and I'm getting married. And, you know, it's my dream that he has enough strength in his legs to walk me down the aisle. And so I got an email from her when I came back for the Camino. She said, a miracle happened. He had enough strength in his legs to walk me down the aisle. So, uh, you know, I, it's not that, I didn't do anything. It's just giving them hope and, you know, being there in this energetic field like the Camino de Santiago, 
uh, in tapping into the higher consciousness to help people. So uh, in a way, I kind of uh, chuckled, uh, saying maybe this is a different way to practice medicine. You're just you know, giving people hope, uh, the power of prayer, uh, the power of uh, you know, tapping into the higher consciousness, the spirituality. So very interesting. Don't you think so, Reverend Baldwin? Yeah, I'm sitting here with a smile <laughs> on my face. And just, wow, it's just unbelievable. I think that is, is so true that that's how, how this world works. It, there are miracles all the time, and we avoid noticing them or don't think they exist. And I just enjoyed hearing about your experience and knowing that that can happen with our own lives if if we let it happen. You know what I'm, I'm saying? And you can go to great efforts to do that. Um, I know that when you, you open yourself up to it or you get up to the point where you can open up yourself to it, it seems like a rough journey. But then after you open up yourself to it, it sounds like the journey was easy um, at a certain point that you took. Then, then things begin to happen, and you realize that this is the way life is. Life needs to happen like this. Well, it took us uh, 30 days to do the Camino. And one thing that I find that every day you observed one or more miracles on the Camino. So miracles are not something that is rare, that no. maybe only happens once in your lifetime. Miracles no. are constantly occurring all Constant. around you and you just have to be Constantly. yeah you just have to be more aware of your environment and and things around you so you know exactly. the fact that you and I are having this conversation and it's being broadcasted is 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 a miracle we're we're touching we're reaching people that are out there and I'm hoping that our words can make a difference in their life and especially if they're having visual problems and they have a lot of anxieties and fears and don't know who who or where to turn to you know you're you're tuned into the right radio station and i hope that you'll be interested in our book that's coming out embracing vision loss with spiritual insight and i think this yeah. is going to be a book that is going to help so many people who have vision loss uh, who are maybe looking for answers. And it will be uh, a doorway for them to find those answers and hopefully and to, to be able to then have the, the tools and the knowledge to begin to restore their, their lost vision. And say it this way, uh, the ability to maybe see in a different way. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So let's talk about your experience. You, I mean, in 2005, you were told that you're going to be blind. Mm -hmm. And here it is, 2017, and you're functioning very well. Your vision is great. Um, so what, what were the changes that took place with you? The changes were essentially ones that I was determined to bring about. You have to have a goal. You can't just say, okay, you know, whatever happens, happens. You have to know that you want to be healed. I knew that, that, I could, that I could be healed because my spirit had informed me of this kind of 
of how the body and the mind and the the the, the spirit itself works is that it, it tends to want to, to heal the body. So that was the premise that I worked on. Um, there were moments when it was pretty dark and dismal, but I never lost sight of the fact that I would I would find the right person, and then I found you. Um, isn't it strange? I I find it so strange that when you're looking for the path, you don't go off on ten different paths. That light, the light, which is the spirit, the love that works through the spirit will point out that path fairly quickly, and that's what I found. And the minute, I think that's when the healing started, even before I found you, even before I walked in your office. Um, and I, I believe that that's how my whole life has been. And that does not say, and I think we have to point this out, that you're not going to have some rough moments, some really tough moments where the darkness seems to be deep and, and thick and like velvet, you know, where you can't even penetrate it. But the light's always there. I learned that through this whole journey is that the light's very close. Yeah, and once you, make that, once you make that breakthrough, uh, right. once you do overcome the obstacles or lessons that you're supposed to learn, then uh, it becomes rather easy. Easy, easy to a certain extent, easy, yeah. Um, until you realize it's easy. You have to realize, geez, I think I've made this too hard. Th- that that when you, it isn't like you're just putting in a request and you expect to get it. It's, it's that's how this, it's how life works. That when you know what you know and you know what you need and you know that, that you've had some experience in getting this, and it has to be a reasonable kind of thing, and it can't hurt anybody, and it can't be for for evil purposes. And I have to add that. Um, then it then it becomes easier. But you have to see that it becomes easier, or you're still spinning your wheels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I can't believe we're coming to an end of the show on Healthy Vision, and I want to mm-hmm. thank you, Reverend Baldwin, so much for uh, joining us on the show. And folks. The name of the book is Embracing Vision Loss with Spiritual Insight. And we'd like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or you want to contribute to the book or you feel that we need to cover something, email us at info at healingtheeye.com or give us a call at 800-430-9328. So this is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, wishing all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at HealingTheEye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.